management of the situation. Maybe Jason was gay. It made more sense that an attractive gay man would find me funny and smart than it did for an attractive straight man to be interested in me. Eventually, we read through the script a couple of times. In the scene, Medea is confronting Jason after he has abandoned her and their children and taken a new wife. You did well to come she says, for I can speak ill of you and lighten my heart, and you will suffer while you are listening. Then Medea proceeds to recap their love story. First, she saved his life from some fire-breathing bulls. Then she slew the dragon guarding the golden fleece so that Jason could capture it and win the throne of Iolcus. When Peleus, king of Iolcus, went back on his word and wouldn't give it up, Medea tricked his daughters into killing their own father. To Jason, she says bitterly, This is how I behaved to you, you wretched man, and you forsook me, took another bride to bed. While we waited for our turn to see the director, I followed him outside for a cigarette break. There'd been a blizzard the night before, with forty-mile-an-hour winds and lightning that shot its way east from Iowa. The first thunder-snowstorm since 1891, the forecaster said. I was at my friend Vadim's housewarming party when it started to hail, and spent the night so I wouldn't kill myself driving home. Vadim was a sweet, tall, handsome, talented, brilliant guy. More important... He adored me. So what was my problem? Why couldn't I just fall in love with him? My parents were baffled. For whatever reason, I felt compelled to chase the difficult, an acting career, and the forbidden, the relationship with my manager. All night, I stared at the ceiling in Vadim's bedroom. He took the couch, trying to recalibrate my feelings so that this night could be the beginning of our future together. It didn't work. By morning, I was so tired and grumpy from having slept wearing my contact lenses that I considered skipping the audition entirely. But here I was, standing outside in the cold, wide awake. Jason gestured toward the dark, snowy landscape beyond, I did all this, he said. You made it snow? No, I work for the school, landscaping the grounds. I noticed his work boots. I wasn't a smoker, but I asked for a Marlboro, just to prolong the time we spent out there, away from everyone else. Where do you come from? I asked. Jason didn't sound or dress like any of the guys I'd gone to high school or acting school with. Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, he inhaled. I was all state wrestling in Tennessee in high school. We moved around a lot for my stepdad's job. In Corpus Christi, I could hold bread in my hands by the water, and birds would come and get it. But my dad lives here. Birds would come and get it. Jason said get for get, and pin for pen, and did for dead. In dialect studies, this is called the pin-pen switch. 
Gold Star Lee, I thought to myself. What are you going to do with that information? I don't usually get along with people, I blurted out, trying to put into words what I sensed we might have in common. The truth was, I got along with everybody, but there was a disconnect between my outgoing Midwestern cheerfulness and the nagging feeling that I was different. Strange. Destined to live somewhere other than the place I had come from. Me either, Jason said. What are you doing later? I have almost completely forgotten our actual audition in front of the director, but I remember every beat of our time in the cold, the color and texture of his coat when I stood close, what his face looked like when he was blowing smoke. When the audition was over, I called my mom and told her I had met someone and would be home late. That's great, Lee.